Dan, we interrupt this podcast for a PSA, a public service announcement. Oh my. Are you, yes, I think I know where you're going with this. We got to get the word out. Yeah, we got an email and we're going to, we'll read you this email here um, because uh, it's just, why can't anything in life be easy? Is that, am I asking for too much? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it is one of those, it's one of those things that really make you wonder how and why stuff like this has to happen. Yeah. We're talking about fraud and we had a, a victim of a fraud send us an email giving us a heads up and it just burns me because, well, they used our picture. They used our thumbnail on, for, for a online ad, which we obviously had nothing to do with it. And we didn't even live where they claimed that they did, but this stuff's been going on for a while now, but I just don't think it's going to go away. No. And they use our name too. And that's, that's, that's the other thing. And, and now we're approaching that season, that time of the year where people are looking to buy firewood. And so, you know, I think there's going to be more and more of this happening if people don't uh, take some precautions. Yeah, this is the time of year where all of our interests should be on running our machines and splitting wood and stacking wood and avoiding hornets. <laughs> which i'm speaking from experience here i look like a pin cushion i got swarmed the other day that was no fun Ooh, and you know uh this is the time of year i can feel fall in the air even though it's still warm outside the days are getting a little shorter yep the machines are running just a little bit harder and i don't know I uh, I just wish that we could just focus on that, but here we yeah. are. And and people out there are looking to buy their firewood to get ready for this winter. Yeah, you should be focusing on your Easton made thirty seven Delta. Yeah, I've I've got areas of focus I need <laughs> that need attention. <laughs> what 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 is the status of your thirty seven D? So the Restricting the flow of the conveyor will take a little more work and be a little more involved than what I originally thought. Um, it would involve running a line back to the tank to uh, the, the, the fluid that's restricted. It would need to go somewhere. Otherwise, it has like it, it, it dampens down the horsepower of the overall pump, the motor, everything. Is that so, called a K strain? I heard. Uh, Bob Nelson referred to that before, like that, this extra line that takes excess fluids so it doesn't burn up a motor and it sends it back to the tank. Yep. Yeah. Some, something like that. I'm, I'm not up to speed with all the technical terms and all that workings. And it's just from my yeah. understanding, I would need to have a different valve and a valve that would allow a line to be run back to the tank so that the pump can continuously put out as many gallons per minute as it does. And that, that wouldn't be restricted. It would just be that you could then turn down the conveyor and any excess would go back to the tank and that would, you know, uh -huh. the system would run 
as it should. So you have an Easton made 37D, which is a serious machine. And it is a big, powerful, fast splitter with a box wedge and a built-in conveyor. And since day one, you feel that the conveyor is just spinning too fast and you would like the ability to slow it down. Correct. And you felt that all you needed to do was to put a dial in line so you could restrict the flow going to the conveyor. Yes. Which you <laughs> did. <laughs> but the repair shop that did that initial repair did it wrong and it had a leak. Yep. And it never and it never did work right. No. <laughs> It's and been a then, disaster from day one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got a leak to quit leaking, but you just can't now dial the machine in because anytime you mess around with restricting the hydraulic flow to the conveyor to slow it down, it messes with the rest of the machine upstream. Yes. Yep. It, it, it makes it not perform like it should. And it just isn't, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to take, take power away from your, your splitter to just slow down your conveyor. And I know that the conveyor speed isn't something that it's a huge issue. I've just always, whenever I see firewood conveyors running, I always see them running slow. And everyone I talked to said, if you don't need to run it that fast, you shouldn't, because at some point, you know, you're just putting excess wear and tear on parts. You know, yeah. moving parts, which is never good, <laughs> in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> I do not have a lot of experience with conveyors, but my Easton made axis has a built in conveyor. And I know that the faster it runs, you can feel it. Now, I'm right on the action with that machine, but I can feel it lessening the splitting power. So if you have the conveyor turned off, it seems like the splitter, the ram, runs faster with more power. Yep, yeah, and that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. The the deal with my axis and I think it's probably the same experience that you're dealing with with yours is the Easton maids have a chain for the conveyor and not a rubber belt. And it just I think it mine would run perfectly fine fast. But it just it just feels wrong. Yeah. And it's just loud and clanking and it just feels like it's just going to fly off into a million pieces. And it's just unpleasant. I like that conveyor to run real slow. Uh, my other conveyor on my Yappa is a rubber belt one and I like it to run fast, man. You could shoot that log across the yard <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah. That, and but, that's, you know, that's, that's the thing is like, it's, it's a completely different setup from the Yappa and it's just something that I just feel is running way too fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and now you're having consultation and full support with Easton made log. Yes. Yep. I talked to Andrew. I talked to uh, Jeremy up there. I talked to a couple of them. And, and so what happened was just a quick backstory. Um, when they, this is their prototype machine that they built first with this attached conveyor and the 37 D the, that model, everything. 
So when they were testing this, they had just the six-wave wedge on it, and they were running rounds through it, and it was not able to keep up taking the rounds away on the conveyor fast enough. So uh -huh. they put a faster motor on the conveyor itself. So now after trying to restrict the flow with that not working, they suggested just why don't we send you a motor that's not as fast running to uh -huh. put on and then that will slow down the speed of the chain and re, you know should be should be good so that's so what it's going to be slower but you still won't be able to control the speed right but okay. i think having it slower because andrew said it will probably slow down by about 30 to 40 percent from what it is now and that would be probably right around the ideal speed to run with like the box wedge so we'll see we'll see what happens uh -huh. all right I just well, have to get it installed. I don't know. I'm not sure if I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would also think, too, the fact that you are a hobbyist, you're only a hobbyist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that you're you're just not under extreme production uh, pressure. No. You know, so you can, like, slow it down on your end. You know, if the <laughs> conveyor can't keep up, you can just quit working that lever until it does. <laughs> That's You're right. just a that's, hobbyist. That's the beauty of it is I can, you know, I can slow down my production, but I still would like the conveyor to match, you know, my speed. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that the listeners have picked up on some recurring themes that we have with our podcast. If we try to begin every episode with me saying your first name and then we try to work in the word hobbyist. <laughs> somehow yeah it's just uh <laughs> it's just an inside joke that we have and a routine standard that continues on each each episode that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we love our hobbyists dan and you are at the top of my list yeah i i mm -hmm. think it's i think it's 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 a nice uh, it's a nice hobby to have it's a hobby that pays you back yeah it is i guess cars trucks motors that used to be my hobby i was once a pretty involved motorhead and i still retain my skills but a lot of it just doesn't bring me joy anymore like it used to and i've done everything i can to get away from working on my cars i started taking my cars and trucks to have the oil changed and uh, they can't do it right <laughs> I, I, I shopped around to get brakes put on my trucks and the prices that they're charging are just outrageous. And it's just too easy to do a brake job on a modern truck. So I, I'm back to working on my trucks. And then I have my delivery truck has not been running well uh -oh. lately. And I've done my own repairs. I, I lived through my spark plug experience. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing is that the Fords, their throttles, throttle bodies will get varnished up. So you take them off and clean them out. Made a huge improvement, but it's still not running right. It just kind of bucks when you're under light acceleration. Nothing to where it's throwing the, the check engine light on, or as the mechanics would call it, the money light. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to take it to Ford and have them you know, scan it, but that costs like $150 for them to plug their computer into it. And someone says, well, why don't you just ride it out until it does throw the engine light on and then take it to like AutoZone or O'Reilly's 
and they'll check it for free and they'll tell you what's wrong with it you know mm -hmm. so that's what i've been doing but it's just too i can't relax now driving my truck i feel like it's going to break down out on the highway so now spending a couple extra bucks at the ford dealer for them to tell me what's wrong with it didn't seem like that much that's much money you know i did yeah. an episode on this what is the price of peace right right so i take it to the ford garage they charge me 150 dollars to tell me that the coils with a s are going bad you know the old days there was one coil it cost like 19.99 and it was for the entire engine all eight cylinders well my truck has eight coils one for each spark plug and but fortunately they only cost 110 dollars each oh nice uh, yeah so <laughs> with tax and installation they quoted me like 1200 dollars to put new coils on my truck and i oh, told them yikes i says nah i says i'll risk i'll risk breaking down i'll just <laughs> Here's my hundred dollars I'm leaving, you know. So um that is now my new dilemma because I was told you do not put anything other than motorcraft coils on your Ford. All the other ones that you can buy that are cheaper, like thirty dollars each, they're all junk. Ooh. But uh now it's starting to feel like it might be worth rolling the dice because gosh, twelve hundred dollars for coils on my <laughs> on my truck. But man, it's nice when it runs. <laughs> I'll say that. And is that is that something you you can, you can't do yourself? You'd have to have it done. Yes, it is a cakewalk repair. Um, in fact, you know, you take the coils off to replace the spark plug, so they've already been out once. Oh, so I just I just got to take them. It's just like a little eight millimeter bolt. And they zip right out. They pull right out. I had trouble with my little bolts. They were all rusted up and I couldn't get a socket on them. And that was a lot of extra work, but I had purchased the new bolts, uh, to put them back in. And I remember I was at the Ford parts counter and I says, uh, how much do bolts cost for that? And he says a pack of four, he's like talking to himself, they're two seventy-five. And I was like, okay, get me all eight then. So he rings me up. It was like, it was like $40. And they were like two seventy five each. You know, it's, it's just little, yeah, it's like this little <laughs> micro. It's like a something that you would keep your, you know, like the 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 door on the back of your remote controller to keep the batteries in. It has like a little <laughs> screw in it to hold it in. It's like that, you know. Jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's been my dilemma. Don't think that um, you're alone, Dan, with your your conveyor woes. Yeah. We're all dealing with covance issues. <laughs> well, and, and you not being a hobbyist, you need your truck to deliver. You need to get out there and have it running when you need it. And you can't, yeah. just, you can't, I don't know. That's yeah. That's a big part of the yeah. operation. I think it's bad PR to have your truck sitting on the side of the road with the hood up in the air too. <laughs> 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 yeah. It looks bad. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. not good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been uh that's been what I've been dealing with on top of making firewood. Um and that's when you we got that email from this lady. And oh gosh, I just don't want to have to deal with this right now. And but I just feel like um you know, this would be a good discussion to throw out there for our, for our listeners. 
because we can all play a role in snuffing this stuff out. Right. Yep. Um, there's a lot of Facebook user groups out there, and our good friend Bob Nelson is a moderator for one or a gatekeeper, and he is just constantly denying uh, membership from these scammers, and that's what they are. They're just they're just crooks. Yep. Total scam. That's all it is. Yeah. And Dan, why don't you, uh, you have the email. Why don't you bring us up to speed on the issue? Yeah. Let me, let me read this email here and then we can discuss. Yes. So we received the email, like we had mentioned, and it was from, uh, well, I'll just, it, it states it right here. Uh, actually, all right. Hello, my name is Christy, and I live about an hour and a half north of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. On Friday, August 25th, my husband purchased a bush cord of wood to heat our home this winter. The seller asked to be paid up front, and he would deliver it by 3 p.m. that day. Unfortunately, my naive husband paid in full $400 via EMT, the seller was replying to my husband all day, promising the wood delivery, and then coming up with excuse after excuse as we passed th by 3 p.m. My husband then leaves to take our middle son to a birthday party while I stay home and wait for the delivery. As the seller promises that he's on his way, 8 p.m. rolls around and the seller is no longer replying to my husband. He appears to have ghosted him. I find the ad and reach out to the seller then being told I need to be patient. Saturday morning rolls around and we check to see for our reply. The seller has deleted all of his ads and both of our conversations. Thankfully, I had screenshotted my conversation with him, but the conversation with my husband is gone. Thinking he may have blocked us, I had my sister search and she came up with nothing. We frantically call our bank. The bank deactivated our bank card and we needed to go to the nearest bank to get a replacement. Unfortunately, there isn't much that the bank can do. We have filed a claim with them, but we will likely never see our money again. My husband works very hard for his money. He is a good man, an excellent father, and he is just devastated with this. The reason for my email is the scam artist was using your pictures on his display picture and going by the Woodhounds. A quick Google search led us to your podcast. I understand that you're located in Ohio and res and we rescued a dog from Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> side note. Anyway, I am reaching out to you to let to be aware of this and have attached screenshots of our conversation and the images he was using of you. Have a wonderful day and take care. Sincerely. Yeah. yeah. So there it is. Uh, yeah, that just boils my blood, Dan. Yes. Yeah, the other theme too, and this is beyond fraud. Anyone out there that's in business, you're delivering firewood or you're roofing a house. When you tell the customer that you will be there at 3 p.m., you will be there at 3 p.m. There's no excuse. And right. if you can't be there, you text, you call. Everyone's got a cell phone. No excuse. But in this case here, we're dealing with a crook. Yep. Never intended to and, be there. Yeah. And we've had a number of times you have been your social media presence has been used more than mine but there are routine crooks out there that will just take a picture of you or you standing by a machine or your firewood and they'll call it you know Frank's firewood 
and they're selling wood and they're trying to give the appearance that they're a legitimate business. Yep. And they're, you know, and they're not. <laughs> so they're taking payment up front and they don't even, they probably don't even live in the city. They, you know, they're just putting up ads in all, all cities all over the country uh, trying to get hits. Correct. And they use profiles. Yeah. They, their profile names would be something like firewood for sale near you or something about firewood for sale. And then the minute that they have someone that they receive either a down payment from or payment in full, they close down that profile and they go on to make a new one and join. You know, it's, it's just a re repetitive process. That's all they're doing is right. looking to get to scam people out of money and then they're gone. Yeah. I have gotten emails over the years from subscribers who stumbled upon an ad, you know, like they would live in Louisville or, or, uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. And they would say, Hey, there is a picture of you here and you're selling firewood in Little Rock. Just wanted to give you a heads up. It would be an Instagram account. It would be on Facebook, but it's just a, it's just a scam and they just choose firewood. It's probably seasonal because now that everyone's you know, starting to get into the firewood mood and they're looking for a good deal. And these yep. prices are probably agreeable. And they're, you know, the other thing is too, they're actually <laughs> going to deliver it and they're going to show right up. And, and then, the, and then you buy it, you buy it online with a credit card. It's simple. It's easy. And then the guy's a crook. Yeah. Yeah. And, or and, gal. and I think, the the message here is that we're not saying it's impossible to buy firewood from someone over uh, online or connect with a firewood seller or you know over the internet but i think what you need to do is if you see an ad on facebook marketplace do some research find out if that company has an actual website and then work through either the website or contact them directly you know phone text message what have you because if, if you have an actual working website, I think you are more chances are higher that you're in a business that you are going to deliver the firewood and you, you know, and the other thing would be wait until you get your wood to make the payment. Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I think that any firewood delivery service that requires payment up front is, is that's a clue. <laughs> you know, in my old line of work, we called that a clue. And I think you, I think you, that, that, that is different than if the guy or gal shows up with a truckload of wood and wants payment before they dump it. Yes. You know, because they're there. But if anyone's requiring payment up front, uh-uh. And I've been trying to find a person to put a new roof on our house. And some friends of mine, you know, that I talked to, they were in the trades, but they just don't do roofing. They said, any roofer who wants money up front to buy the supplies is not, is, is a roofer that you don't want to deal with. Yeah. You know, what kind of a business person is that? And you hear about like people that do home and that need home improvement, a bathroom put in or a new kitchen, and they pay 50% down to the contractor and then the contractor just disappears. <laughs> we just had a big guy here in the Mahoning Valley that just went down uh, for this very same thing, just multiple customers where he took down payments. You know, he's really good at taking their money. Very good at that, but um, not very good at 
showing up and actually doing the work that was paid to be done. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a tough scenario to get in because if you're told, you know, I'm a contractor who will tell you I'm, I'm overbooked. I'm so far out. If you put money down, I can put you on the calendar. So you're thinking that's the only way to get something done. And so you, you know, you, you give them the money and then they never show Ugh. up and do the job. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> dealing with this roof here, I've called six roofers um and only one of them has showed up wow to, to look at my roof and give an estimate uh the one guy i'm up to three times with him he was giving me i'll be there tonight you know and he never comes so <laughs> what Maybe if the guy is going to ask and they look yeah. at it and they say oh, i'm not going yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> they yeah they would i would think that if if they are going to ask me for money down you know again that's a clue well if you're hard to track down when I'm trying to buy something from you, how are you going to be when I need you to do it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. Dan, my blood boils when I hear this stuff. I am in my mid-50s. I have evolved over time. I, I used to be this real uh, harsh, uh, accountability-focused person, and I've mellowed in my older years. I believe in you know, giving people second chances, assuming that everyone's good until proven otherwise. But I'm just telling you, I cannot stand a thief. I cannot stand a liar and a thief and they're one in the same. Yep. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I've been getting like, just like you, I've been getting messages, emails for how long with my images being used. And it just, it really, you know, it, it doesn't sit well with me knowing that my likeness was associated with, in this case, even like, you know, a, a full on scam, let alone a potential scam. Just Yeah. And they use our nuts. thumbnail. They use our yeah. thumbnail for the podcast and it really makes no sense for a firewood delivery service. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two, two handsome guys on a, in a picture, and I mean, very handsome. Uh, how does that equate to firewood? <laughs> I guess I'm holding a, a few sticks in my hand, but come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is just nuts. And I, again, you know, this is kind of like you mentioned the PSA, just hopefully at some point, these scammers, they just are no longer finding people to fall for their scam and they will go away. But it's, it's, yeah. it's all over the place. There's so many yeah. out there we got to do something to chase these people out of our, out of our industry though. You know, uh, I think we can all play a part. For instance, the people that do, cause especially the people that follow uh, the other firewood channels on YouTube, uh, not all, but many of the YouTube channels have a pretty big footprint in social media. And, and people pretty much know who they are and where they are. And, if they see an ad for firewood sales in San Diego and it's Ohio wood burner, you know, call that out and send it to whoever the, the YouTube channel is and let them you know, take steps to fix it or to yep. not fix it, but to address it. Yeah. And, and you can report those profiles to like Facebook and they will. The problem is, is that the scammers just post it. If they get a couple of calls, they end up, 
removing it and creating a new profile. So, you know, even if you report one profile and get it taken down, all they're going to do is create another one. So you just have to right. be on the lookout. Yeah, I um, I, I had developed a relationship with our local news channel. Um, and I'm going to reach out to them uh, when we get closer to like the fall selling season. And that could be because they do those kind of news stories where um, there's an alert put out about a scam. And that would be something I would like to do is to let people know, do not pay in advance for your firewood. Um, people will pay me, but that's because we have an established relationship. Different. Right. You know, if you have a person that you're that you trust, that you have a, a good relationship with or you kind of know who they are, that's different. Uh, but what we're seeing here is just some random chump on on an online ad soliciting sales. And I'll bring it to you today. And <laughs> and then uh, they never show up. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, I mean, you couldn't find a firewood guy that would own, that wouldn't take anything but cash. Like, right. like, you know, that's the other, that's the other red flag. If you see firewood and the ability to pay online, you better look into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's ironic because that's how I make my living. I'm all online. I don't even like people want to pay me cash. I prefer to take credit cards. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that is a big thing to be on the lookout for. And again, you know, if you want to report it to us, you can, if you see our picture out there, there's not a lot we can really do. So I would report it to whatever platform you see those profiles on and just be vigilant, look into stuff before you just start giving out your credit card numbers. Yeah. Oh, good heavens. Do not pay in advance for your firewood. Uh, that's, that's my message. <laughs> yep. Unless it's from Ohio Woodburner, then <laughs> pay in advance and 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 pay extra. <laughs> yeah, tip a Dr Pepper. Yeah, with a Dr Pepper. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Dan, I uh, I feel better getting that off my chest because um, I have learned in life also don't check your email before you go to bed. When I used to have a real job. I learned real quick, you know, if it was after 6 p.m., I wouldn't check my email because there'd be something that would light me up yep. and then I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to sleep at night. Oh, well, what the heck? I checked my email before I went to bed and then I read what you just sent me and I was like, oh my gosh, I know. Just, oh, it just ticks me off. And I feel bad for that lady, for her husband, for our industry, you know, I mean, Everything. we're victims too. The guy's right. using our I mean, it's a podcast, and he's using our uh, our likeness to conduct yeah. a fraud. And um, yeah, just everyone out there, just be alert and just know that there's no matter how good you have it, there's always someone out there trying to take it from you. That is right. Yeah. All right. Well, with that message out there, thanks everyone for tuning in, and. The only place you should be seeing the Woodhounds is every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern, right here on yeah. your favorite podcasting platform. Dan, just one thing that you forgot. Uh-oh. You, sh you should first strike up the band. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Strike, strike it up. Band struck. Okay. Now. Okay. Now say it again. All right. Now, tune in to the number one firewood podcast in the world, the Woodhounds, on your favorite podcasting platform every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. And we want to thank everyone for tuning in and helping us become 
the biggest firewood podcast in the world. Please rate us five stars. It is a big help to us. And I want to tell everyone to be safe and stay safe and (laughs) consider being cool (laughs) and have a great day.